preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. To a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org 
Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to a Monday. Yeah, it's going to be a Monday all day long. We appreciate you joining us today as we have come together today to have another CAC Daily ICAST, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. And uh, we uh, certainly appreciate you joining us today. And uh, we do have a few announcements we need to make mention of. Uh, We want to remind everyone coming up uh, September the 10th, yeah, me and my wife's going to celebrate 46 years of marriage. So that's always a good milestone to celebrate. And uh, also, uh, we are going to be having a special speaker on the 17th of September at CAC. That's going to be 11 a.m. service. Going to be Brother Cornelius Harper. And then on uh, Sunday, September the 17th at 2 p.m., we're going to be over at Pipeful Apostolic Church, and we are going to be celebrating our 11th anniversary service with Brother Cornelius Harper preaching and a cookout following. So we want you to be a part of any and all of those services. And also, we'd like to let you know that we do have some prayer requests that we need to make mention of. And of course, uh, we usually just mention the last 10, but you can see all of them scrolling your screen. If you would like to start receiving prayer requests and pray for these individuals, then you can send me an email, and I'll put you on our prayer list to receive the names to pray for. Let's remember... um, Hannah DeBarge, uh, let's remember Kenneth Coleman, Orville Wolford, Tina Justice, David Dayday Justice, Mike Bartley, Nicole Clevenger, Christopher Dotson, Keisha Dotson, Aiden Dotson, and Bryson Dotson. And if you have a um, prayer request you'd like to make known, you can put that in the uh, chat room in the comments section, and uh, we will pick those up as we... uh, Go along. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for the request today. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Thank you for allowing us to gather on this platform with your precious people from all across the U.S. and around the world. We ask, Lord, that you would bless us today as we have the broadcast that we will bring honor unto you in everything we say and do. I pray also, Lord, that you would let your virtue begin to flow, that there would be healing that would take place in the homes of the ones watching today, and healing would take place in the lives of those that are on our prayer list. Lord, I pray that you would get all the glory in everything, and we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we had... uh, some great services yesterday. I'm telling you, at CAC, we had a baptism, and uh, we had also a uh, a new song that the praise team sung, and they, they let me lead that song. And uh, we just had a great time in the presence of the Lord. The Lord began to move, and uh, people were being healed. People were being touched. There was a move of his presence that was mighty. 
And uh, so, yeah, we had a great time yesterday. If you missed that, uh, it'll be up on the archives later today. I'm kind of running behind schedule. Uh, where we didn't have a broadcast Friday, uh, I was out of town Friday, and uh, we uh, we just uh, had so many things going on Friday that we couldn't uh, do the broadcast. And then I got back kind of late Saturday evening, and then uh, Sunday, preparing for Sunday and all that, uh, getting everything ready. Just I'm I'm just a little behind, but I'm catching up. I'm. Uh, I'm catching up little by little. They say if you lose an hour of sleep, you never gain it back. So I don't know if you lose time or lose ground if you ever gain it back. I think it's uh, I think it's hard to get anything back that you that you let go a little bit, right? So uh, anyway, uh, we had two great services. We had a great service at Pipeville Apostolic Church. I'm telling you, the Lord is starting to deal with hearts and minds and. Uh, we are seeing some great things happen. Had some people back in service with us that had been out uh, due to the loss of a loved one, and uh, we were just so glad to see uh, them back. And and uh, we had some that had been sick that had been out that had been back, and we're just so glad to see all of them. So, uh, yeah, we had a good day yesterday, but this is the day the Lord hath made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's always a good day with the Lord, right? Of course it is, and uh, so we're going to uh, get started uh, in our uh, in our reading of the scripture. If I can uh, bring it up here, and uh, we're going to pick up, and this is going to be in Second Samuel, and this is going to be Second Samuel chapter two, and. Um, we're reading our way through the Old Testament. Once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to read our way through the New Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you've read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily ICAST. Second Samuel chapter 2. And it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, Go up. And David said, Whither shall I go up? And he said, Unto Hebron. So David went up thither, and his two wives also, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail Nabal's wife the Carmelite. And his men that were with him did David bring up every man with his household, and they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, the men of Jabez-Gilead were they that buried Saul. And David sent messengers unto the men of Jabesh-Gilead, and said unto them, Blessed be ye of the Lord, that ye have showed this kindness unto your Lord, even unto Saul, and have buried him. And now the Lord show kindness and truth unto you. And I also will requite you this kindness, because ye have done this thing. Therefore now let your hands be strengthened, and be ye valiant. For your master Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah have anointed me king over them. But Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's host, took Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanaim, and made him king over Gilead, and over the Asherites, and over Jezreel, and over Ephraim, and over Benjamin, and over all Israel. 
Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel and reigned two years. But the house of Judah followed David. And the time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. And Abner the son of Ner and the servants of Ishbosheth the son of Saul went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. And Joab the son of Zeruiah and the servants of David went out and met together by the pool of Gibeon. And they sat down, the one on the one side of the pool, and the other on the other side of the pool. And Abner said to Joab, Let the young men now arise and play before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. Then there arose and went over by number twelve of Benjamin, which pertained to Ishbosheth the son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. And they caught every one his fellow by the head, and thrust his sword in his fellow's side, so they fell down together. Wherefore that place was called Helketh-Hazurim, which is in Gibeon. And there was a very sore battle that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before the servants of David. And there were three sons of Zeruiah there, Joab, and Abishai, and Asahel. And Asahel was as light of foot as a wild roe. And Asahel pursued after Abner, and in going he turned not to the right hand nor to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am! And Abner said to him, Turn thee aside to thy right hand or to thy left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take thee his armor. But Asahel would not turn aside from following him. And Abner said again to Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me. Wherefore shall I smite thee to the ground? How then shall I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? Howbeit he refused to turn aside. Wherefore Abner with the hinder end of the spear smote him under the fifth rib, that the spear came out behind him. And he fell down there and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died stood still. Joab also and Abishai pursued after Abner, and the sun went down when they were come to the hill of Amma, that lieth before Gaia by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. And the children of Benjamin gathered themselves together after Abner, and became one troop and stood on the top of an hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Knowest thou not that it will be bitterness in the latter end? How long shall it be then, ere thou bid the people return from following their brethren? And Joab said, As God liveth, unless thou hadst spoken, surely then in the morning the people had gone up every one from following his brother. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still, and pursued after Israel no more, neither fought they any more. And Abner and his men walked all that night through the plain, and passed over Jordan, and went through all Bithron, and they came to Mahanaim. And Joab returned from following Abner, and when he had gathered all the people together, there lacked of David's servants nineteen men and Asahel. But the servants of David had smitten of Benjamin and of Abner's men, so that three hundred and threescore men died. And they took up Asahel and buried him in the sepulchre of his father, which was in Bethlehem. And Joab and his men went all night, and they came to Hebron at break of day. 2 Samuel chapter 3 
Now there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. And unto David were sons born in Hebron, and his firstborn was Amnon of Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and his second Kiliab of Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite, and the third Absalom the son of Maacah the daughter of Talmai king of Geshur, and the fourth Adonijah the son of Haggith, and the fifth Shephatiah the son of Abital, and the sixth Ithraim by Eglah David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. And it came to pass, while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. And Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Wherefore hast thou gone in unto my father's concubine? Then was Abner very wroth for the words of Ishbosheth, and said, Am I a dog's head, which against Judah do show kindness this day unto the house of Saul thy father, to his brethren and to his friends, and have not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman? So do God to Abner, and more also, except as the Lord hath sworn to David, even so I do to him, to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul, and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba. And he could not answer Abner a word again, because he feared him. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, Whose is the land? Saying also, Make thy league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee, to bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, Well, I will make a league with thee. But one thing I require of thee, that is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife Michael, which I espoused to me for an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, even from Faltiel the son of Laish. And her husband went with her along weeping behind her to Behurim. Then said Abner unto him, Go, return. And he returned. And Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, Ye sought for David in times past to be king over you. Now then do it. For the Lord hath spoken of David, saying, by the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines and out of the hand of all their enemies. And Abner also spake in the ears of Benjamin. And Abner went also to speak in the ears of David and Hebron all that seemed good to Israel and that seemed good to the whole house of Benjamin. So Abner came to David to Hebron and twenty men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. And Abner said unto David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel unto my lord the king, that they may make a league with thee, and that thou mayest reign over all that thine heart desireth. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop, and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. When Joab and all the host that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, 
Abner, the son of Ner, came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he has gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out, and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah. But David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly, and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died, for the blood of Asahel his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab and on all his father's house. And let there not fail from the house of Joab one that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lacketh bread. So Joab and Abishai his brother slew Abner, because he had slain their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes, and gird you with sackcloth, and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the bier. And they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool dieth? Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters, as a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David sware, saying, So do God to me, and more also, if I taste bread or aught else till the sun be down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as whatsoever the king did pleased all the people. For all the people and all Israel understood that day that it was not of the king to slay Abner the son of Ner. And the king said unto his servants, Know ye not that there is a prince and a great man fallen this day in Israel? And I am this day weak, though anointed king. And these men, the sons of Zeruiah, be too hard for me. The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. Well, it is currently 69 degrees outside. We read a couple of chapters there, trying to do a little catch-up. Since we didn't have a broadcast on Friday, we wanted to kind of get another one in there so it doesn't take us four or five years to read through the Bible. And looking outside my window pane, it looks kind of dreary. We do have some, uh, we do have actually some uh, rain that is going to be in the forecast I'll bring this up for you to uh, look at. And um, 
Looks like it's going to be a high of around 79 today, mostly cloudy and humid with a couple of showers. And then uh, tomorrow going to be interval clouds and sun with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, but humid going to be 75 for the high. And you know what? Even though those are kind of low temperatures, when you get that humidity in there, it is miserable. And then on Wednesday, nice with partial sunshine. And that's going to be what's coming up. And then, of course, looking at our current radar condition, uh, you can see that right here in our little portion of uh, East Kentucky, uh, we do have some showers just right off to our left, our west, just a little bit. I'll move that box and uh, you can see that. But uh, we have, uh, you know, these, these showers right here and showers right here, and uh, they're coming kind of our way. So uh, that's why we could be having maybe a, uh, a maybe shower or two somewhere through the day. So uh, not moving very fast, as you can see. It's kind of slow moving, so once it starts raining, it may stick around with us for a little while. And uh looks like down in... The Knoxville area, uh, just north of Knoxville, looks like it's uh, going to be raining and storming. And that's probably somewhere around, well, Tazewell, Tennessee, and uh, that area. So, yeah, that's uh, what's going on in our little corner of the world. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are from the East Coast to the West Coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we got coming up in just a little bit our teaching session, and you don't want to miss that. And right now, we're going to try to do a little something that we do. And uh, if you got a minute, well, yeah, certainly you got a minute. Well, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 and 30 says, But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possessed not. The Apostle Paul was talking about some strange times, times when what should be wasn't. What appears to be isn't. Strange times. We are living in strange times today, letting us know that the time is short and the Lord is coming soon. Don't get strange with the strangeness of this world. And that is 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you got a minute, well, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC 
Daily iCast. It's time. Trivia question of the day. That's right. So uh, get your thinking cap on and uh, let's see how you did on Thursday and see how you're going to do today. CAC Daily iCast trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the list live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what today's trivia question is. Who said, I go forward and he is not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him? Who said, I go forward and he is not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, and it will take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results... We do have the results of Thursday's trivia question. Thursday's trivia question was how many, uh, for what, this is Thursday's trivia question, for what activity was Dorcas admired? And out of those that participated, It looks like 100% of you got it correct. That's right. You got it correct. 100% of you. And the correct answer, it was for her sewing. So 100% of you got it correct. Well, you can get today's correct. Who said I go forward and he is not there and backward? But I cannot perceive him. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Well, we're on episode number 135 of this year. We just have uh, a few days left in this year. We won't hit our 200 mark, unfortunately, due to uh, holidays and and uh, unforeseen scheduling things. Uh, but uh, usually we get about 200 episodes and uh, by the time we reach the end of the year, we're going to celebrate our 10th anniversary service. And that's going to be the fifth day of December where, we'll, where we will have over 2,100 episodes in the archives. So, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of, well, we don't really have them archived. We have them in history because we can only keep so many. But uh, anyway, that's what uh, we're going to expect to have somewhere around 2,100 episodes in the books, if you will. And uh, also, let's see if we can't squeeze this one little thing in right before we take our little break, because we got to take a break, clear up the lag, and record our teaching session. Don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere, because the teaching session's getting ready to come up. Here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Thank you. 
Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Kentucky has a lot of kids in foster care, and the state's Citizen Foster Care Review Board plays an essential role in the Commonwealth's foster care system. This group reviews the case of every child and makes sure that they're placed in safe homes. 700 Kentuckians currently volunteer to serve in these boards, but over half of our 120 counties need more applicants. A particular interest to Christians is a passage found in James 127. This verse reminds us to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. While not every person can open their home to a foster child, they can do something, whether it's prayer, financial support, or yes, even serving on the Citizens Foster Care Review Board, this is one way to help the most vulnerable among us. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute. And Richard Nelson asked us if we would air those little one-minute segments on our broadcast, and we agreed to do so. And it is time. That's right. We're about two minutes past time, maybe three minutes past time. But it is time for us to take our little break, clear up the lag, record our teaching session. So don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere because we're coming right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Body and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. I'm Richard D. McKinney. I'll be your host and teacher today. And uh, we are 
Uh, looking forward to a good study in the Word. We're studying our way through uh, the New Testament, and we're in the book of Jude, which means we're almost wrapping up the New Testament. And once we do that, we're going to go back through the Old Testament, and we're going to uh, study the Old Testament. So if you stick around long enough, you can say that you have studied through the entire Bible with us right here on CAC Daily iCast. Well, let's just jump right in here and get started today. We're starting and picking up where we left off. This was um, Thursday. We did not have a broadcast on Friday, so this is Thursday uh, that we uh, ended in verse 3. So we're going to pick back up kind of to, kind of, uh, to make sense uh, for verse 4 so we know what we're talking about. It, uh, about. Uh, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness until the de- until judgment, the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, all these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Now, I want to stop right there because there's just uh, so much that is uh, in these verses that I want us to grab on to uh, what is uh, being uh, uh, kind of relayed to us because uh, not only was Jude uh, you know, writing to uh, folks in his day. Uh, but also, uh, we understand that we can take uh, Jude and we can, uh, we can get this um, understanding of what we need to be aware of and, and look out for uh, because we're seeing some of the same things that was going on in his day, warning us that it's going on in our day and uh, we need to abstain from these things and to uh, stand up against these things. We can't just kind of accept things and let the let the uh, you know church just start doing these things. These these teachings are for the church. Remember that the teachings are for the church. Let's go to the Lord in prayers. We study. This is going to be a lesson number one thousand and sixty nine of our study through the Word. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us, that we would be able to take what you have given us and uh, the word that we have read and apply it to our lives so that we can please you in everything we say and do. Help us to stand for the right and to stand against the wrong, for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. 
Have you ever really thought um, how that uh, the disciples, uh, many of the people that taught and preached in the name of Jesus uh, when they were thrown in jail and they were some killed and, and some were looked at as troublemakers and all these things, uh, have you ever wondered uh, how the world views us today? Are we still the people that stand for truth? Are we still the people that won't accept, uh, you know, uh, sin as normal? Are we still people that uh, refuse to to uh, be silent uh, in a world that is so sinful and destructive? Or does the world look at us as just an ineffective um, entity, group, uh, club, if you will? Do they look at us as just another organization? Or do they look at us as a threat to all the sin and all the things that's going on? I hope that we as the church of 2023 and soon to be 2024, I hope that we are the church that stands and is a still is still a resistance to sin, a resistance to evil, a resistance to the things of the world. I hope that we are still looked at in that manner that uh, Jude and, and we can look at Paul and Silas and all the others. I hope that we're looked in the same manner. The only way we can be looked in that manner is to actually stand against sin. Don't be a part of sin. Don't be a part of the problem. Stand against the the problem. Well, uh, you know, uh, this account of uh, of Jude, um, his he was a namesake to one of his ancestors, which uh, could have been referred to as Judas or Judah, and um, the uh, patriarch son of Jacob, and the most eminent, though not the firstborn of his sons, out of whose loins literally or lineagely, if I could say it that way, um, the Messiah came. Now, uh, this was a name of worth and honor. Um, But you know what? Uh, When we look at um, Judas, we don't usually look at that as a name of honor. We kind of look at that as a name of, uh, of a traitor. And uh, and a name of somebody who's who's uh, I guess the worst of a person, worst of a person. Um, but getting back to Jude's name is not really the important part because he is he is noted as being a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. That just gives us a little bit of history. Now, when we look in verse um, number three. Of course, we, we had to go to verse 3 to start um, to kind of tie in verse 4 and everything that succeeded after that. So when we look at verse number 3, it says, uh, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Uh, it uh, was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly Contend for the faith. Now, we covered that on our last broadcast, so we're not going back into that, which was once delivered unto the saints. But verse 4 is something very telling because it says, There are certain men crept in, 
crept in where? To the church. That's right, crept into the church. There's certain men who uh, have become um, part of the church. Now, I think that we need to understand why was it so important to call this out? Why was it so important that Jude point this out? It's because if if we're not careful, the church will, the old preachers used to say this, they let down the bars, they let down the bars, they compromised with sin. They let down the bars, they let down the bars, and all the goats got in. You see, uh, we're sheep. That's right, we're not goats. And we're sheep. And uh, we have to still hold a bar high for the church. Um, if you want to be part of the church, you're going to have to come out of sin. If you want to be part of the church, you can't keep uh, you know, doing your ungodly deeds and, and think that everything's going to be fine. It's a call to come out of the evil and the sin and the destruction because that's what sin does. The wages of sin is death, so we understand the destruction of it. So when we read verse 4, and uh, it says, For there are certain men crept in unawares. Uh, now, again, where did they creep in? They creeped into the church. So they're in the church unaware. You know, uh, people didn't notice. People people had some ungodly people who have uh, wormed their way into churches, and Jude's calling this out. Jude is not going to let them just keep letting people come in and, and that's ungodly, doing ungodly stuff. So what does he say? Well, these people were, were ordained uh, to this condemnation. They're ungodly men, ungodly men, uh, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Now, that word lasciviousness is a, is a Greek word. Greek word, and I want to kind of give us a little better understanding. Um, it it just means filthy, filthy, unbridled, lust, excess, um, outrageousness. Doesn't that sound like our day today? People living outrageous lifestyles and still want to say they're a Christian. You know. Uh, uh, going after strange flesh and still saying they want to be a Christian, uh, you know, living together instead of married and still want to say they're a Christian. We have to, we have to watch what we allow. Now, I'm not saying we got to kick people out of the church. I'm just saying you got to recognize who is who, and you've got to preach the word of God. And I guarantee one thing, they'll either change or they will leave. They won't stay in the midst of constantly being called out by the word. Now, I'm civil. I'm civil. Some people might dispute that, but I am a civil person. I, I haven't never kicked nobody out of church. I haven't never told anybody to leave. I haven't ever uh, been to that point to where I just uh, told them, uh, you can't come here anymore. I've never done that, and I don't plan on doing that. And the reason is, if someone's sitting on a pew, there's a chance they can be saved. So 
Am I going against what Jude says by not kicking them out? No. But here's here's the deal. You don't put them in as preachers and leaders and Sunday school teachers and deacons and uh, singers and musicians. You don't put them up to do that. But if they want to come to church, you can preach to them and hopefully get them to lay down their sin and the weight that so easily besets them. So let's look at this just for a moment because I think it's very important because a lot of people have the idea that uh, we have to be cruel and mean and kick people out of church and, and just let people know where we stand. But actually, I think we, need, we can let people know where we stand by living the Word of God, protecting the pulpit, protecting the leadership of the church. And if we can do that, then we will be uh, pleasing unto the Lord. So what happens here? Well, uh, certain men have crept in unawares, and uh, they're crept into the church. Um, and, and the New Living Translation says it this way. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God, God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. They got to this point that they were saying, God's grace allows me to continue in sin. But you know what? I believe that it was Paul who, who began to say, God forbid that we would continue in sin. That, that's not what grace is about. Grace is, is saying none of us is worthy to be saved, but because he loves us, he wants us to be saved so we can be saved but we have to repent and start living a godly lifestyle. We can't continue in sin. We shouldn't say, well, I went to the altar and prayed last night, but I'm going to get high tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, go out and party tonight, or I'm going to go out and, and, uh, be with this person that I'm not married to tonight. You, you can't do things like that. You can't continue in sin. That's not what grace is. Grace is not given unto us, and and uh, the Greek word for grace here uh, is is a word that I think is very important because it it just tells us gratitude. Um, it it is uh, something that gives us favor. It's a gift, if you will. Uh, it's it's um, it's being thank worthy. Um, so. You know, the grace of God that gives us joy and, and pleasure and delight and all of these things is not so we can continue in sin. Remember, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So we don't want to continue in sin and, and get those wages. We want to live right. So let's see what they were doing. Um, and this is why it's so important that you understand that Sin will take you farther than you really want to go. Uh, you may say, I'm dabbling in this, or I'm doing this, and I don't really think it's uh, bad. It will lead you to even deny the Lord. That's right. Sin, Sin's not satisfied with you just missing church. Sin's not uh, satisfied with you, uh, you know, telling a lie every now and then. Sin's not satisfied with you, uh, you know, uh, 
going out on your wife or your husband or, uh, you know, stealing or, or uh, you know, whatever uh, sin that is out there. Uh, immoral lifestyles like homosexuality and this transgender uh, immorality. All of these things, uh, you know, um, lead you or will lead you to deny Jesus Christ, to deny the only Lord God. Yeah, it's not just going to be, oh, I'm just doing this because it's me. No, pretty soon you're not even going to believe in God. You're going to deny the Lord. That's where sin takes you. The devil is not worried about just making your life a little uncomfortable or a little miserable. He wants you to deny the Lord. He wants you to walk away from Jesus, and that's what sin does. Sin will eventually cause you to deny the Lord, the only Lord. You know, since there is only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, when we read this, it's not talking about two different people here. It's talking about the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's not two individuals. That's talking about the only Lord. So if there's only one Lord, there can't be the Lord God and Lord Jesus Christ. They're one. So we find that if if we're not careful, what happens is we find ourselves in a situation where we um, begin to just um, uh, accept sin, and uh, whether it's in our lives or in the church. The next thing you know, a church that accepts sin readily, puts it on the platform, puts it in the classroom, puts it in the music department, the singing, you know what? Pretty soon that church will start denying the Lord. You can watch a church die, spiritually die, right before your very eyes. So look at what it it is. Lasciviousness is a man. Lasciviousness is a uh, is a word that is uh, one. I guess a word that maybe uh, a lot of people may have researched and understand. But um, I want to uh, kind of give us the Greek uh, rendering for that because uh, sometimes the Greek gives us a little more in-depth. It means filthy, filthy, unbridled lust, excess, um, outrageousness, as we said. Aren't we living in an outrageous world? Yes, we are. We're living in an outrageous world. I'm talking about a world that is doing things. So who would have thought that taking a young child, young boy or girl, and giving them medication to change their um, feelings, appearance, and eventually gender, who would have thought that would have been acceptable? That is outrageous. Who would have thought men marrying men and women marrying women would have been acceptable? That, too, is outrageous. Oh, I know we're living in a world that's accepted a lot of things, but the church has to keep the bar high, the standard high. We've got to hold up the word of God and say this is where everything stops. 
Because if we're not careful, we'll start being like the church that Jude was talking to, that that uh, literally he was just saying, some of y'all have allowed uh, you know, ungodly people to worm their way into your churches. And they're even denying the Lord. Denied our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the New Living Translation says. Uh, New Living Translation realizes there's not two people here being talked about uh, Lord God, on, the only Lord God in our Lord Jesus Christ, but uh, they actually uh, word it this way, for they have denied our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. So some people have infiltrated into the church, bringing in lustful things, ungodly things, things that will cause people to... Um, live outrageous lifestyles. But look look at what else he says, and I want to bring this back up for you. I will therefore put you in remembrance. Now, what's Jude doing? He says, I want to remind you again, folks. You're the church. So he's going to remind them again. Though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. So Jude says, I want to remind you again, you already knew this, but church, you're the church. And as long as you're believing, living godly, loving the Lord, you're going to be fine. But if you're going to allow this ungodliness and this sin enter in and and lead the church and guide the church and 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 be uh, you know uh, on the platform and all these things, you know what? Just remember what God did. I'd like to warn everybody that's watching this teaching. Just remember what God did. What did He do? Well, all of them got out of Egypt but not all of them got into the promised land because some of them were destroyed because they become unbelieving. When you get to the point where sin has got you that you will not believe, a judgment's coming. You won't believe it's wrong to do sin. You won't believe that uh, it's wrong to uh, uh, have lasciviousness then you know what? I want to put you back in remembrance of what God did to those that were unbelievers in the wilderness. He destroyed them. Destruction is coming. People say, oh, well, praise God, I can sin. I can do this. I, I, I know people that sin every day, and they're still living great lives and all of this. It may not come in this lifetime, but a lot of times it does. I see people that think they can uh, play around on God and then go out into the world and sin and and still come to church acting like they're serving the Lord, and their life starts falling apart. Their whole life starts falling apart. Yeah, it does. So with that said, we must be what the Lord has told us to be. we got to come out from the world. And be separate. Remember, now Jude's saying, remember that afterward he destroyed them that believed not. Now, the next thing, I just want to close with this because I see our time is up for today. 
and the angels. Remember when Lucifer got a third of the angels to rebel in heaven? And not only did Lucifer get kicked out, but the third of the angels got kicked out of heaven. So he says, and the angels, this is what he's in reference to, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. You see, they left what they was called to do. What was they called to do? To worship the Lord. That's right. God created the angels. They were not birthed. They were not, uh, you know, uh, come from somewhere else. God created them. He created them uh, because some are some are ministering angels. Some, uh, you know, go and and stand against evil and fight. But a third of the angels left their own habitation, and you know what he did? He kicked them out of heaven, and he keeps them. In, let's go back one more time, reserved, reserved in everlasting chains under darkness until the judgment of the great day. I want to close with that because uh, looking at, at verse 6, uh, we'll pick up on that um, tomorrow. Uh, but God is isn't going to play around with us. If we want to be the church, we have to quit sinning. It's that simple. If we want to make it to heaven, you've got to come out from the world. It's that simple. And if ungodliness is creeping into the church, and, and you know, again, we want sinners to come to church, right? Yeah, we don't want to look at sinners and say, you can't come here. No, you can come because we want we want uh, sinners to come, and we want them to repent. We want them to start serving the Lord and quit their sinning, right? All of us were sinners at one time, and some may still be sinners today. But you know what? If we're not careful, we'll start letting leadership. We don't care what to do because they're talented. We don't care what they do because they're great singers. We don't care what they do because, man, they can play, uh, you know, uh, the music like nobody's business. If we're not careful, we will accept exactly what Jude was warning them about these ungodly people who have wormed their way in, crept in the church unaware. And we'll put them on the platform. We'll let them... uh, lead the church, and next thing you know, destruction, left and right. Let's be aware that let's pray for leadership. Let's pray for wisdom. Let's pray that the the Lord will reveal all of these ungodly people who have wormed their way into the church, leadership, and uh, and trying to, uh, you know, infiltrate the administrative part of the of the church. That's what Jude was referring to. He wasn't referring to, oh, you you can't have them people come to church because we want people to repent. But you can't you can't look at them and, and accept them 
You can't accept them and their ungodly deeds as normal because it's not normal. It's outrageous. But I want to close with that. I, I, I hope that uh, everything that we have studied today has uh, stirred your mind and let you see that even the day we're living in, we're seeing these things uh, come to pass. We're seeing all of these things. Every one of these things is coming to pass. And um, the Lord's coming back. He's coming back for a glorious church. I want him to find me where I need to be. What about you? Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for the word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study the word and as we have looked at it, that we will apply it to our lives and we will understand that we've got to recognize these ungodly men who have infiltrated leadership and and the church and, and bring on destruction and even denying you, Lord. And help us, Lord, that we will be pure and holy and that we will live righteous. Reveal unto leadership those ungodly people that have only the motive of destruction. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus I ask and pray. Amen. I certainly hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session. I tell you, when you start looking at all of the um, things that uh, is going on in our world and you see, uh, you know, the read your Bible. It's a fascinating book. You see those things that, that uh, writers have warned about right now happening in our day, which means the coming of the Lord is near. Are you ready? If you're ready, stay ready. If you're not ready, get ready because the Lord is coming. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is, who said I go forward and he is not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.